It's extra drama for book number 30, Jealous Lies. I'm your host, Marissa Flaxbart, and I'm here with Sherelle Solomon, and we've been talking about the earthquake. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the earthquakes in the main episode. Bro. <laughs> I didn't. There's been, what, three earthquakes and like a million aftershocks? I felt one earthquake. Oh, really? Which one was it? The one on the fifth. Yeah. Because I was, that was sitting in my bed, one. and I was just like, what? What? Oh. <laughs> yeah. The one on the fourth. Mm-hmm. I was I live on the third floor, right. so I think that's part of why mm-hmm. I was home for all three of the like the the two big ones and the one that was the a pretty big aftershock. I uh-huh. think it was. Uh-huh. So there was like a six point four, like a five point zero, and a seven point one, all like a hundred miles away, right? right? But the first one, I was at home for all three of them. It just right. so happened. So was the first one was so long that I was yeah. like, okay, I got up and stood in the doorway. Yeah. Which is already weird to like have the presence of mind that's going on long enough for that dad. It's only the second time since I've lived in LA that I've that's had happened. that one that long. Yeah. The first time I was at a BJ's restaurant in oh. Orange County and like the <laughs> chandeliers were swinging, it was very weird. Uh, then the I woke up at 4 a.m. on oh. the, between the fourth and the fifth when there was one. Oh. And then I was at home on the one on the fifth, the big one that you're talking about, right? Which was. Like, felt like the same, but longer and more intense. That's what I was going to say. It was longer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, a little bit more shaking. Yes. Like, an earring fell off of my <laughs> my earring rack here. I yeah. know this is all we're talking yeah. about here, at least in L.A. But um, then last night when I was trying to go to sleep, we're, so we're recording this on the July 7th. Last night when I was going to sleep, I felt like I, I, my body was, like, telling me that it, there was shaking happening, but I, there wasn't. Oh, okay. It was that thing of, like, when you spend the, all day in the ocean, and yeah. then you still feel like the oh, ocean you're is like, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really annoying. <laughs> like, I was going to say, is there another one? Well, because <laughs> I know people are feeling the aftershocks. I just haven't, but... Um, I felt some on the 5th, like, right after the, uh, that 7.1. Again, I think a lot of it is being on the third floor, because yeah. the, the buildings sway a Sways, little bit, yeah. so the higher you are up, the more... Probably. And we're in the corner, so yeah. there's, like, some, like... I think I'm just like, Portion. it was really, I, I chose to work on the fourth and I, I don't know where I was. I, I was with a bunch of kids, right? Yeah. And staff was there. And then I just kept hearing them say, are they okay? Are they okay? And I was just in there doing my assessment and I go in the office and they were like, did you feel that? And I was like, feel what? And oh then I gosh. started getting like all these text messages, like, just give me a thumbs up. Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, what's happening? Are you still, or you're just so, so invested. In I guess your, I was just uh, in it. In and your- they were like. You didn't feel the earthquake? And I was like, I mean, I guess I'm fine. <laughs> and I was like, unaware this is going to kill me. I, I think. <laughs> I felt nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, I think there is actually a little something to be said for it. Because as long as, like, we're prepared, I mean, the, we everybody's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, here's my thing. It's like, I, I felt earthquakes. I've been here nine years. Yeah. Earthquakes happen. Yeah. I think this is the, this is the first time they've happened in succession like this. Yeah. I don't think it's the last time it's going to happen. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to be blase about it, but it's like, it's easy to get really freaked out about it, but it doesn't really help. That doesn't really help. No, it doesn't at all. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And when the earth opens up and California breaks off, it's just, <laughs> the worst thing I feel like that's going to happen is that we're going to mm-hmm. lose service and it's going to be a blackout. <laughs> Is I mean obviously terrible for the people in Ridgecrest. Like, I know that really sucks. That's true. Yeah, but That's it's like true. also like thank God, there, people have not 
There's been no deaths. Nobody's died. Yeah. You know, people are in a bad situation there, but it's, it's just like, weird. Like, how do you, how do you really prepare? I mean, I know that there, I know how you prepare, but like, you know how to prepare at home. Because I was thinking about this as like, yes, you have a whole bunch of stuff. You have perishables, you have food, you have water, you have a flashlight. But fuck, what if I'm at work? I have cats. Like, yeah. what, am I, what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? I think that yeah, like the preparation stuff ends up. I'm I, like, I was trying to put together my own little like kit now that this has been happening, and yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do. But it's basically all just like, well, if you lose water and if you lose all your services, you need like water and you need a light source and yeah. some food, right? So I told I, I mean I told people that if I'm gonna die getting to my house to get my cats, I'm gonna die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> now, it. what do you think the people of Sweet Valley would do in an earthquake? Um, probably something fucking yeah. dramatic. <laughs> it is the 80s, so on the downside, the infrastructure was not as good. No. On the upside, they don't have to worry about losing cell, like, internet, because <laughs> it doesn't True. exist yet. <laughs> I just feel like they would somehow have their own, like, private helicopters and... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then it could be like San Andreas the movie, right? Like, <laughs> on a helicopter. Um, honestly, I just feel like they probably have some sort of doesn't things just kind of pop up there when they need it. So I bet you they have some kind of fallout shelter or. Yeah. I wasn't planning on having earthquake discussion yeah. in the episode. <laughs> I was wondering a little bit about your experience reading these books growing up mm-hmm. because uh, we haven't actually had that many guests on the show that did read these books growing up. Mm. God, you know what? It's uh, I've been reading. This is so stupid. I think I've been reading since I was like four. Yeah. I just wanted to read everything. Mm-hmm. Um, anything and everything. I didn't care what it was. Um, what I liked about these books is that, like you said, it was there was always something. It was kind of like the Babysitter's Club. Like there were, it was just nonstop books. Yeah. Um, um, but I really just think like it was like a an escape because. Like I said before, like living with parents who are immigrants, I don't, I mean, they're really fucking strict. <laughs> mm. It's very rigid. Um, there is like very little freedom. It's like, but like kind of like going into these books is kind of like, oh, I wonder what that would be like um, living yeah. like that. And it's kind of just, it really was an escape. And even with all the, I mean, what, it takes like 20 minutes to read these books, 25. Yeah, they're so short. They're so yeah. freaking short. But even in those 25 minutes, it's, like, jam-packed full of, like, oh, my God, what's going <laughs> to what's yeah. gonna happen next, you know? And there are so many characters. We were talking in the main episode about how there are all these girls, not room for a lot of boys, but just so many people to keep track of. Right. But all of those people, over the course of the books we've even read so far, mm-hmm. it's, like, their names get dropped in. You have this whole kind of rich world of characters mm-hmm. that you – there's something about – the way these serialized books unfold mm-hmm. that lets you really feel like you're immersed right. in this world. Right. Like all of the, it, it, like any one book has so many interpersonal things that are happening. Right. Right. This one had this crazy shit with Tom and Jean, Tom and Sandra, Sandra and Jean, yeah. Sandra and Elizabeth, right. Jessica and Elizabeth, right. Jessica and Kara, yeah. Kara and Stephen, mm-hmm. um, Lila and Winston, right. Lila and <laughs> Sandra and Jean and the other Pi Betas. And like, even at the end there, it's like, okay, well, this book has not mentioned Caroline Pierce or Dana Larson, but maybe once or yeah, no, right. on. But <laughs> The book isn't gonna do too much work to like re-explain who these people are. You right. sort of they're just there. They're like it's true. The only people they ever consistently. I mean, I know it's uh, 
Actually, it doesn't that it's not it's not Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield. It is Sweet Valley High. Yeah. But the only people they ever consistently describe are Jessica and Elizabeth yeah. Wakefield. They do not ever describe anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned a babysitter's club mm-hmm. and babysitter's club like famously has this chapter two that's always like the story of how the yeah. babysitter's club came to be and these right. are the members and you know uh, Stacy's diabetic and Claudia is dyslexic, mm-hmm. dyslexic, but has a great sense of fashion. Mm-hmm. And Marianne is sensitive, and it's, you know goes through yeah. the list. These books have that moment just in like a paragraph right. of every book, right. where it's like the Wakefield twins, you know, were identical down to the dimple on there. But one's four that, minutes yeah. older. <laughs> yeah, but that's as far as their similarities yeah. go. Aquamarine eyes. Right. <laughs> They always do the thing that always gets me, which is the whole all-American good looks yeah, thing. Which right, is like, what right. a phrase. Which what is, a phrase. Again, it's like, it is about the time. It's like, what is all-American, right? Because back then, that is all-American. Yeah. White, blonde hair, green eyes. That Like, yeah. in 2019, that what all-American yeah. is not that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, it, at first, it, like, raised my hackles. Mm-hmm. And now, like, as even as the past couple of years have gone by, it starts to, like, it doesn't even make sense yeah. as a phrase. Like, right. what, what could that even mean? Yeah. Um, I guess it raises your hackles because, like, you know what they mean. Yeah, you know exactly but, what they mean. yeah. But it is weird because uh, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I hope nobody gets offended, um, but I was on Instagram and I was telling people that I was doing a podcast and I was like, it's about the whitest shit ever. But, like, growing up, like, I... I was like the whitest yeah. black kid ever <laughs> because oh, yeah. of shit like this. And at first I grew in a, up in a very white town, but I also read a lot of books like this. Yeah. And it's like, there's no representation yeah. of like black kids. So it's like, oh, right. that is like regular. That is what regular kids do. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Nobody does that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, now I'm like old enough to understand that this makes no damn sense. And it, I don't, it wasn't realistic. <laughs> It wasn't the way things were in the 80s either, Not at I'm all. Sure. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, I, I'm sorry if anyone is offended, but it's like a statement of fact. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the whitest shit ever. Yeah. <laughs> my, my sweet cousin Megan was um, a guest on the show a few weeks ago, and after we recorded our episode, she texted me because she had been given some thought, and she was afraid that maybe we were insensitive or, or were, like, coming across the wrong way when we expressed some, like, just pure glee at the fact that um, in passing, a character came up who was black, and we were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so rare. And we don't discuss it at all because there's n- nothing else to her. She's just there. Yeah. And part of me is almost like, "Well, that's kind of nice that this person can just be even just be right, just a be part the, of the pastiche." But I, do you remember how they described her? Uh, I remember that she had short hair. Okay. Of course, she was very beautiful. Right. Uh, she was just like one of the people hanging out okay. on the beach. But yeah. what was strange? It was strange that we never heard of her before, and she hasn't come up again since right. then. Yeah. But uh, but Megan was expressing some like I hope people know that it's not just like oh like oh cool like yeah. I don't know, like like we're excited about the novelty but yeah. you know I mean it's more like oh finally there's, there's something, something else in these other books. than and then like you were saying before there's like what one Hispanic person <laughs> yeah that's gonna come but up in the future eventually there's like, like an Asian girl right. and it's like and those books of course have to be about that yeah but the way the books are set up it's almost like if they weren't about that it would be strange. Yep. But anyway, I was going to say, though, to comment on on your observation that I think that it's such a normal thing in high school or middle school, Mm -hmm. especially growing up, to think that, like, to grasp at what is, like, what quote-unquote normal is Mm -hmm. and, like, to take from whatever media you're absorbing a lesson that, like, oh, that's how things work in the real world. And, like, 
oh no, because either, oh no, because I'm not doing things that way, I'm doing it wrong, Mm -hmm. or like, oh, I just want to be like that so that I can be doing it right. Right. When, and you get to a point later on in your life, like you're saying, where it's like, oh, wait a second, that was just one story (laughs) made up about how things work. Right. Like, even if you talk to people about how they really do things in their real life, it's not like everybody, you know, has the same like, I don't know, way that they date or way that they brush their hair right. or way that they, like, cook a meal. Like, right. It's I, not I mean, even the same lifestyle. Shit. This is, yeah. I was in, like, bumfuck, like, Connecticut. You know what I'm saying? It couldn't yeah. even be the same lifestyle, so it doesn't... Yeah. It didn't compute. But but also, you know, <laughs> it really does give you a blueprint of how you do not want to act just in life. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no way I would ever treat... <laughs> people like that or be in like relationships like that or like run through dudes like that you know what I mean yeah (laughs) that's and and most of the time especially lately I think these books when we stop and think what is the lesson that these books are were would have been teaching the young people reading them I get like oh my god I'm worried about this but lately it's been a little bit more like oh well I think this might actually teach young girls who related to this character Mm -hmm. that they don't need to make the mistakes that she made because they can see the error of her ways. Right. And that's a good lesson. It sounds like maybe you got that a little bit out of the book. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, just with Jealous Lies, it's just like, it's instinctual, but like, just fucking tell the truth. (laughs) Right? Or like, just be honest, especially someone who's your best friend. Like, (laughs) just be honest is like, the lesson of not just of these books, but like of the podcast that yeah. we keep going back to over and over again, because it's like every fucking problem <laughs> that happens in these books would be solved. Right. If people, people weren't so damn sneaky. Yeah, they quit their scheming for <laughs> yeah, five seconds yeah. and just like told people how they actually felt. Right. The only person I think who never learns her lesson is Jessica. Yep. Like, she might learn her lessons for, like, for the two seconds, yeah. but she's back to the same yeah. bullshit the next book. Oh, yeah. She learns lessons in the book, so she just forgets them by right. the next book. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, by halfway through the next right, book. Right, right. Speaking of Jessica and Elizabeth, I'm realizing that I forgot in the main episode to ask you if you are a Jessica or an Elizabeth. Uh, I knew there was something I was forgetting. You know, I, I really feel like, ideally... I would be Elizabeth, right? Who doesn't want to be Elizabeth? Uh-huh. But I'm messy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm a messy bitch, so I'm Jessica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. I mean, like, I don't think, like, I'm... This is the thing. I don't think Jessica is malicious. I don't think she she necessarily goes out of her way to be an asshole, even though the book might depict that sometimes. I really just think that she's a 16-year-old self-involved yeah. person, and that's how 16-year-olds developmentally are. Elizabeth is an outlier. Um, but like Jessica's popular she wants what she wants she's ego driven or she's id driven like that's just yeah who she is well and in fact Jessica is often explicitly doing whatever conniving evil thing she's doing because she thinks it is the best thing for the person that she's doing it to exactly you know if I get Elizabeth away from Enid then Elizabeth will have a more fun life because Enid is dragging her down right if I break up Kara and Steven, I don't think this happens, but, like, if I did that, it would spice up both their lives because they could be free from the, like, humdrum lifestyle right. of uh, of monogamy. There know? was this one uh, book that I, I... I don't know what number book it was, but there was one where... Um, I'm pretty sure Elizabeth was at a party and she was trying to get away from, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but she bumped her head and ended up in the hospital. And um, oh, yeah. her whole personality changed. Yeah, and all of yeah. a sudden she wanted to wear makeup and Jessica was thrilled. Yeah. And she Jessica, was in a motorcycle accident. There it was. And Jessica was like, I don't care that she's having like a brain injury. I'm so excited that she finally 
wants to be part of my life. So it's like, but she wasn't, it wasn't that she didn't care. It was like, my sister finally, like, wants to do the things that I want to do. So I'm going to. I'm going to embrace that even to the point where I'm putting her in danger (laughs) by being with, what is it, Bruce or whatever? Yeah. So. Well, and the the thing that ultimately changes Jessica's tune in that, in the storyline that you're talking about. She gets too popular, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's not just that she's a little bit worried for Elizabeth, but mostly Elizabeth's wildness is forcing Jessica in those books to actually be responsible. Right. And Jessica doesn't like that. No. (laughs) Um. So yeah, it's, anyway, I yeah. appreciate I appreciate that you are Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> welcome, Jessica. Are you a Jessica? No. Oh, you're you're Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm such an Elizabeth that I am learning through these books about my own flaws. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, oh yeah, like maybe being a little bit too up in people's business. Like maybe like go ahead and say how you're feeling, even if you're afraid that it's going to hurt somebody's Elizabeth feelings. Elizabeth is up in people's business. You yeah, think she's nosy. Uh, not on purpose. It's just that like. She ends up getting involved in people's business very easily. It's like, in this book was a rare right. time when that did not happen. she wanted happen. to. You could tell that she was yeah. like, tell it's, me what's going on. And when I, so when I say, don't be so up in people's business, I don't mean like, I'm not actively seeking to be in people's business, mm-hmm. but it is very easy for me to get sucked into other people's drama. Maybe I should put it that way. Is it? Like, by force. But oh. like, I, but like, I will, I will go there, like, real is quick. Is it kind of like, because sometimes I feel like... This like I'm a therapist, so like I, sometimes it's like a like I feel like I'm like empathic. So oh, yeah. it's like I pick up on other people's stuff, yes. and so I I get into it. Sure, I feel exactly the same. Okay, way. so and that's how, yeah, it is very true. It is yeah. a thing that that happens. I'm realizing it more and more. Like as soon as I sort of became aware of that, or like started thinking about it that way, it was like. I started seeing it everywhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, you can yeah. totally get yeah, yeah wrapped up in that. <laughs> so I guess, and I don't. I mean, there's something that's so beautiful about that. So I don't mean to say like don't. Oh no, it's totally beautiful until you start to get real frazzled by it. Yeah, <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. And then the other thing that Elizabeth does is that she will tell, like, give everybody else great advice, but sometimes not take that same advice herself. Mm. Like if she were advising herself, she would say you know, just be honest, like, say, hey, you feel, like, right. don't keep it to yourself to spare someone's feelings. Right, but she totally, no, yeah, totally. Instead, she ends up being worried about, like, things that she shouldn't be worried about, and it ends up hurting her. Right. <laughs> so, it's so I'm ridiculous. not trying to be cryptic. I really mean it in a, like, a general way. No. Like, oh, this is something that sometimes I do. Like, and so, yeah. don't do that, Marissa. <laughs> no. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, I get it. They're twins. They're different. But, like, they're so to the extreme, yeah. right? Like Jessica could use a little bit of Elizabeth and Elizabeth could use a little bit of Jessica, but it's like none of them got <laughs> the other person, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like so, it's so ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ridiculous indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Valley High. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing your story. As unique as your story is, I have a feeling that the idea of, like, escaping to Sweet Valley is probably what brought most, like, young girls to the series mm-hmm. for their own reasons. Like, maybe because they were dorky or, like, right. because they um, felt lonely or, like, whatever whatever their reason was. Right. I think that uh, more than anything, I can relate to the part of your story where like, you just were wanted to read anything. Right. But when I was really young, I didn't want to read books that didn't have pictures. Right. I don't know. I wanted to read all the time, but yeah. like if it was if it didn't have a, some pictures, I was less interested. So. But th- this is kind of easy to paint a picture, no? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So it's like oh, you kind of and yeah. you know how, <laughs> you know how like these days 
like Netflix, like sometimes I just want to watch a show where you can like be on your phone yeah. while you're watching the show. Yeah. And this, this, I kind of feel like I could read this book and also be thinking about <laughs> other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It <laughs> just takes too much of my brain power to like really. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's it called? The like second screen? Or yeah, basically. But it's like your second book. Like, you right, exactly. Yeah, it's time. not. <laughs> Yeah, or like you could be writing writing a letter. And yeah, I'm just using like time. one side of my brain to yeah. read this, and like, yeah. no, I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I definitely read some of this book in the car again, and I read some of it uh, during lunch. Right, I mean, that's multitasking. Right. right? <laughs> sure. Well, thank you so much oh, for thank doing you for this. having me, um, and uh, good luck with the Earth. <laughs> And your cats. Thank you. Uh, if you ever want to borrow any more books, I uh, or Don't any any books, <laughs> I uh, I have a vast collection that I just sort of pilfered. Like I don't I, pilfered is not the right word. I just like ransacked. Ransacked. I just ransacked it. Dope. <laughs> now my shelf is messed. Thank you so much. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Uh, this is it for Sweet Valley Diaries for season three. I didn't prepare any remarks. <laughs> Maybe let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Oh, keep up with me at Sweet Valley Diaries on Instagram and at Sweet Valley on Twitter. Send me an email at sweetvalleydiaries at me.com. And if you haven't looked at it yet, there's a little website called sweetvalleydiaries.net that's been around since 2006. So if you're just jonesing for some Sweet Valley material, that is an option uh, during the hiatus. And like, watch this space for when we'll be back. And there'll be some bonus stuff, I'm sure, in the interim, because I just can't stay away. Bye. I just imagine, like, if I think about it now, would they be an El Segundo? Yeah. Like, that's oh, how this I... is a good question. To... Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think Orange County. Yeah. 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 El Segundo. We're, we're honing in. Because <laughs> um, the funny thing about it is that it's a beach town, mm-hmm. but it's not a city. Right. So it can't be L.A. It can't be San Diego. Mm-mm. People early on would guess, like, the Palisades or something, but it's Maybe. like, that's, that's L.A., though, you know? Like... I mean... Yeah, but you wouldn't think it by going to the Palisades. I guess so, yeah. <laughs>